Welcome to the Unity Works Podcast, where we'll share positive insight on today's topical and sometimes controversial topics. The discussion is shaped through the lens of unity and acceptance while focusing on our community, families, and the workplace. Life works better when we come together. Here's your host, Daryl Ross. Hello and welcome to the Unity Works Podcast. Just thrilled that you're here. I'm your host, Daryl Ross. Today, we're talking about what would you tell your younger self? Oh, I love this topic. The sky is the limit, but I want to bring in my better half for this episode. She hasn't been on the podcast in a minute. So hello, Miss Jennifer. Welcome back. Thank you. It is so great to be back with you. What have you been doing? I know I see you around the house because you live here, but uh, (laughs) you've been kind of busy. So tell the listeners what you've been up to and how's it been going in your life? For those who don't know, I have a mobile dance studio, and so things have been super, super busy. I just wrapped up four performances in four different locations, and um, although performance time at the end of the year is the best time, like everyone loves it, like everyone from studio owners to dance teachers to the dancers themselves, of course, and their families it is the best time of year seeing all of those kids on stage. Um, but it's super, super busy. It is Amen, a lot. Right? Yeah. So between that, wrapping up our kids' activities before summer and school coming to an end, uh, you know, it's just been super busy. All good stuff, but really crazy around here. Yes, I know it's really busy. Our house turns into like a big studio outlet of costumes and props, but it's really been fantastic. Because you've been so busy, you've not been able to be on the podcast, but here you're back. And this is a great topic for us. Let's dive right in. I think it's one of those areas we don't realize we learn so much from our parents. We learn from friends. You learn from coaches, even your boss, but we also learn from ourselves, right? From past life experience. So Jen, you go first. If you could go back in time and speak to yourself, what would you tell yourself about, let's say, being a mom? Okay. So this answer is actually super, super easy, but it's actually probably one of the hardest as well. I don't know if that makes any sense, but let me explain. So if I look back to when our kids were newborns and then Um, toddlers and preschoolers, that young elementary age, I look back at me and I wish I had just taken more time to be present and in those moments, taken time to relax and really enjoyed, especially, um, you know, I was fortunate at certain points within that time frame to be home and not working. And I look back and everything felt so busy, 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 busy. And I was so tired, 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 tired. And I wish I had just been more relaxed and enjoyed some of those moments more, right? Um, They go by so fast. What do they say, Daryl? They say like, the days are long, but the years are short, Mm -hmm. right? Um, And that is so, so true. And I wish I had just taken more time to just really enjoy those moments when they were younger. I did, of course, but when you're consciously doing something, you tend to hold on to those memories more, if that makes any sense. So I wish I had just taken time to do that consciously. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think a lot of moms can relate to that. Here's the funny thing. As a husband, I feel like I didn't see that 
in you as much. I felt like you were, you know, constantly doing some great things with the kids and being part of their lives. But I probably bet inside you felt kind of crazy at times, right? Yeah, because it was busy, busy. You're go, go, go. And you want to do everything right. There's a lot of pressure. Oh, if I don't do this right, I'm going to totally screw up these kids, you know? (laughs) And there's so there, they, I just felt a lot of pressure sort of along the way, right? So I say that um, it's a really hard answer as well, because um, I'm still, I'm still not doing that as much as I should. Does that make sense? Yeah. So um, just recently, my dad told me, you know, we were talking about Javon and Jasmine, and um, they're, you know, middle school and high school now. And my dad said, oh, Jen, enjoy this time. Because in a few years, Jay's off in college, and then not far behind him, Jasmine is, you know, so really take in those moments. And he basically said what I'm saying right now that I would tell to myself with the younger ones, it's the same message, enjoy this time take it all in. That's what they're telling me. My brother said it. My mom said it. Your parents have said it, you know, Um, and your sister as well, who has kids out of the house. So it's, they're all saying that same thing. So I need to listen to my own advice. So Dee, what would you tell your younger self about being a dad? Oh, this is easy. I would teach the kids to knock before they come to the bathroom. I am, (laughs) you too, all y'all fools just walk in. I'm standing there you know, doing the man stuff and you're just walking in. I'll tell you what. So Jazzy doesn't knock at all. She just walks right in. Uh, Javon just acts like, you know, he didn't see anything. You knock and keep walking. Like you don't, you don't stop. You knock, but then you push the door and knock. So I'm going to, I would tell my younger self to teach your family how to knock. All right. I'm teasing. All right. So here's the real thing. I love what you said. I, I think I struggle with that as well. Be present, be in the moment, don't always push to get to Saturday and you miss the entire week or push to get to next week. Um, but for me, I think I would, as a dad, if I told myself, I'd say, Daryl, be more mindful of how you act in front of your kids. Mm, that's a good one. I just think that, you know, even when they're young, I think, especially for a man, we think they don't pick up on it now, you know, and they really do. Even as a parent, and this could go for a man or woman, it doesn't really matter. There are times you're not going to have all the answers. And that's just a hard pill to swallow. And I think especially as guys, you know, we want a sense of control. And yes, there are awesome things as a dad you can control, but there's a lot you can't. So rather than focusing on controlling everything and having everything, you know, work out and all your ducks in a row, really focus more on how are you acting in front of your child? Like, what are they watching? And I love the phrase that your child will watch you before they hear you. Yes, that's a great one. So long before you want to parent and tell them what to do, guess what? They've been watching you for months, okay? So it could be whether your energy, your tone. I'm trying to be mindful of that. And I've got some great memories. I often think if you were to ask my kids later, hey, what do you remember about your dad? I want there to be something uplifting, positive, loving. True story, growing up, I remember my dad coming in from work, and he was military, so he'd come in very late. You're talking 7, 7.30 in the evening. The first thing he'd do, go kiss mom without a miss ever. Like, I don't care if we had to, you know, run over to him, want to show him something, a toy or a school or play or ask a question needed him. We all knew we had to wait because he's walking over to mom first. Oh, I love it. And I just kind of always remembered that and thought, you know what? I want that vision 
for our kids as mm-hmm. well. So I think just just teaching that to myself at a, at a younger age as a young parent to just be very mindful how you act. Your kids are watching you. I love that. And your dad's actually still very affectionate with your mom. It's very sweet to see. That is true. Kind of funny. You're the most affectionate in our family for sure. And I, I'm pretty affectionate and I, I see my dad doing that, but it's just, you know, I, I hope that our kids see us being affectionate. It really matters for sure. So let's keep going on. I think I love how we kind of go back and kind of help ourselves be better. Mm-hmm. How about in our careers? So what would you tell your younger self about something important in the workplace? Okay, so I'm about to throw myself under the bus. Yeah, do it! Like that big old bus is coming and I'm about to throw myself under it. Woo! Okay, so you and I are coaching our son right now because he is about to start his very first part-time job in like a week, right? And um, we have been really, really focusing on the importance of work ethic. And I think this is absolutely huge, okay? And this is the part where I throw myself under the bus. All right, so uh, when I was a teen, and even through my early 20s, I'd say, oh my goodness, I had the most terrible work ethic. And well, actually, let me correct myself for a second. With things that I wanted to do and was very interested in doing, I had a fabulous work ethic. I was going to say, you worked your tail off in stuff you like. Yes, in dance, in theater, in all of that. I was on time. I was working hard. I had rehearsed. I knew my stuff. I knew exactly what I was doing. And the choreographer or director could totally count on me at all times, right? And so I threw myself into that. But with my part-time jobs that I had to, that I had um, over the years, I have to admit, like, eh, you know, it wasn't really a priority. And I didn't put that much focus on the work ethic part of it. I learned some hard lessons sort of throughout those years. And it developed an extremely good work ethic now in my later years. But my teens, early 20s, eh, not so much. So you actually wrote about one of the stories in Be Extraordinary in one of the books that you wrote. That's right. Um, yeah. When I worked at the ice cream parlor. And let me just go back. My focus was dance, friends and social life. Um, probably boys at the time, I got to say. Yeah. And uh, then free time. And then the family was down there it's somewhere. And then the job, right? So um, I was working and there was a party to go to. Well, let me jump in first. Just so you know, I asked Jennifer, Jen told me this story and I thought it was amazing and a great way to teach kids. So I asked Jennifer's permission to put it in my book. So it's in the book, but Jen gave me permission. So Jen, go ahead. Tell me what happened. So um, the store closed at nine and a gentleman came up to ask for a milkshake um, at 10 to nine. And I had already cleaned up. I was ready to go close those doors and like bounce right to that party. And I was like, "Ooh, I'm sorry. The milkshake machine's down. Whatever. Would you like something else here? Some ice cream, whatever. And he said, "Ooh, I'd really like a milkshake, you know, so gave him a little bit of an attitude. And uh, it happened to be my boss's brother. So, yes. Ouch. Right. So I got a talking to the next day. So it was those kinds of things because the job wasn't a priority to me. So what we're teaching Javon and what eventually we'll teach Jasmine as well is to be reliable, be hardworking, right? Um, be someone that your, bo- your boss can count on when you're working. They know, oh, you know, Javon's good or Jasmine's good. Um, so they can worry about their other stuff going on, you know, so you're on time, you're focused, you're working hard while you're there, you're having fun. 
um, the place where Javon's going to be working. They, it's a fun work environment and, um, they want the kids to have fun, but you got to take your job, the part of your job seriously. So in essence, I would teach my younger self to be reliable, be hardworking, you know, um, focus on the job while you're there. You're all in, right? Be that person that your boss can count on. Your boss doesn't have to worry about you. You're good. You're on time. You're doing what you need to do. You know, um, you're being kind to the customers. You're getting your stuff done. So that's what I would tell my younger self and start sort of letting that kick in at a much earlier age. Okay, so how about you, Dee? Uh, what would you tell your younger self about the workplace? I think that's great. By the way, I love what you mentioned as far as work ethic and reliability. And yes, we are teaching that to Javon. And one of the things you and I both know, a boss, especially when you're younger, you're not going to have a lot of skill set yet. You're new. So what you really can show is you are someone they can trust and you're reliable. I think it's great. I think for me, I would go back to tell myself, don't be afraid to fail. Just absolutely throw yourself out there and blow it. But learn from every bump in the road and make better decisions next time. More importantly, be resilient and bounce back. I love that word because resilient really means the ability to bounce back. And that is life. I don't care where you are. I've learned in my later years to kind of navigate that. But I wish, you know, my early 20s, I would have known that because, man, you mess up and you fail when you're 20. Like, it's devastating, right? And I think sometimes we really struggle in that area. So just be able to get back up. And here's the thing, kind of believe after you fail that you can figure it out. Like, I think sometimes we want to have everything in front of us, ready to go perfect before we even start. And if you fail, it's okay. I also learned to not have the mindset that you should know it all, that it's kind of naive to think that you would, whether it be parents, friends, family, a mentor, that you can lean into someone to assist you. So after you fail and you will, I, I kind of wish someone kind of said it like that to me, like, hey, Daryl, 21-year-old Daryl, you're going to fail. Good mm -hmm. luck. Yeah. <laughs> no, you're going to fail, but you can get back up. Be resilient. It's okay to fail. The most successful men and women on the planet failed many times. It's okay, but you can figure this out. I don't want failure to paralyze you. Uh, absolutely. Yeah, because you're learning those lessons, right? That's what life is all about. You're learning those lessons all along the way. Okay, let's go to our final category. We talked a little bit about being a parent. We've talked about our careers. How about this topic? What would you tell your younger self about being married? married? Yes, I knew that was coming. Okay, so I would say that you have to date your spouse. Woo, come on. Woohoo. Um, carve out that time, go out for dinner, um, go to a movie, uh, whatever it is that you enjoy doing, carve out those moments in life. Um, you know, things sometimes get so busy that you and I actually don't do this often enough. So now that summer's kicking in, we got to do more of that and then sort of get into a pattern of doing it, like maybe a monthly date or something like that. But what we are good at, I got to say, are those little small outings, right? That's true. That's you true. and I do that a lot. We'll just jump. If you have to go to 
Walgreens, I'll jump in the car and go with you, you know, so that's time that we can kind of chat and catch up or we'll walk the dog together a lot. I think that's what we sort of touched on in a, in a podcast earlier. Um, running errands together, just doing the everyday things like that. We'll have coffee together, um, in the afternoon, you know, um, when we have a little bit of a break from work and stuff. That's one benefit of working from home, right? Being able to just chill for 20 minutes, have a coffee together. So, um, I would say that that's really important because you know what, babe? In a number of years, it's going to be you and I again. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I mean. It feels weird to even say that. I know. I'm like, mm, I don't know. Very sad about that. No offense, but also very happy. Like it's a, oh man, I can't imagine what that's like anymore. It was you and I for a long time, right? Before the kids. Then we had our kiddos and it's been so many years with them. But eventually once they're off in college and having their own, you know, families and whatnot, it'll be you and I. So we got to keep our relationship strong, our marriage strong. Yeah, that's for sure. I, I can jump in because I think this is just one of those topics that just matters and you just don't realize it. What's that old phrase? You know, you always hurt the ones you love. Remember that one, mm -hmm. right? Well, yeah. I think what I would tell myself is don't do that. <laughs> right? <laughs> just don't fall into that trap. I think I'd tell my younger self to lift your spouse up, lift her up, make sure she's number one and let her know that you're her number one fan. Now, I think we're pretty good about this for both of us, but I think if I were told that at a younger age, I'd remember that, you know what, Daryl, it really isn't about you. It's really more about the two of you and your focus is more her, you know? I think it matters because in this culture, we have this sense of, hey, if it's not making me feel good, if I'm not happy right now, we move on kind of a thing. And that's not our mindset at all. So I don't think it's a question of, you know, my wife's not doing enough for me. We shift the mindset. So I would tell my younger self to always focus on what are you doing for her? And she'll reciprocate. You always do anyway. But I think we learned that and got better at that over the years. I think if I would have known that going right out of the gate, it would have been a lot better. I think sometimes you have this fairy tale idea of what a marriage is. And don't get me wrong, I think it's great with the honeymoon and all the early year stuff. A lot of people talk about that's the best part of their marriage, the first year or two. Not for us. We had a great, you know, year or two, but I love where we are now. I think every year it gets better, it grows. So I think when I was you know, in my young 20s or early on in our marriage, I would have told myself, hey, this is the beginning. It, it's going to get better each year. It's going to take a lot of effort on your part. So definitely focus more on lifting her up. So there's our top six gang. I can do a quick little recap of what would Jennifer and I tell our younger selves. Number one, Jennifer said as a parent, she would take more of a deep breath and be in the moment. I mentioned just be more mindful how you act around your kids. When it comes to our careers, Jennifer mentioned to have a strong work ethic and be reliable. I mentioned to not be afraid to fail and just go for it, be resilient. As far as our marriage goes, Jennifer said to absolutely bow down down to Daryl and give him what he wants. No, you, I thought you said that. No, you didn't. No. You have date nights. Date your husband. Date your wife. You you know how to make the initiative to continue the spark. I mentioned to lift each other up. I think that's a pretty good list. Jim, what do you think? Absolutely. Love it. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. Please share our podcast link with a friend. Life works better when, when we, we come, come together. together. Talk to you all next week. <laughs>